all the latest news, views and reactions to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. Welcome back to 442FM. One day I'm going to get that transition smoothly. <laughs> it's the risk of um, not having an edited podcast and just doing it in one take. You, uh, you have to um, roll with the punches. But, um, but we're back, um, and for those that um, tried to tune in last week and we weren't around, apologies about that. Um, it is the season, uh, the holiday season, so we thought we'd have a, a pre-holiday uh, to Christmas Squeezing it in Sque- yeah. The Christmas shopping <laughs> And Christmas drinking um, More Christmas drinking than shopping It has to be said so far <laughs> uh, I'm Adam Jackson With me Kevin Ayres Hello And Tim Palmer Hello No Cronin today And um, so yeah Only four games this week this Yeah week. Went very quickly mm. Especially considering how much uh, I missed because of the Christmas party on Friday <laughs> Made it go very very quickly indeed <laughs> And then the hangover on Saturday meant that you were... Plonked in front of the TV, on the couch. The uh, Wellington Phoenix game was even worse than it would have been <laughs> normally, thanks to my hangover. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get to the, the strip, the Hobbit strip. Uh, the Hobbit strip. Near the time, but, yeah, that didn't help the hangover at all. I liked it. <sighs> <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, we will certainly come back to that. Friday night, first game, Adelaide, um, Brisbane. And um, a bit of an upset here. We didn't do any tips last week. Um, I I can't imagine many people saw that one coming. No, I wouldn't have uh, backed this one at all. I would have backed Enrique to to score, mind Mm. you. But I wouldn't have thought it would be the only goal of the game. Uh, and as I didn't actually see the game because I was blind drunk in a Curry Billy hotel, I can't really tell you very much more about it, to be honest. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you came, Kev. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my check? <laughs> um, but yeah, losing Smith, and he, he, he was still there, but he started to sub, is that right? He was on the bench. Yeah. Well, seriously, he didn't even start. Yeah, so he didn't this play. This is how much attention yeah. this yeah. weekend, but why didn't bench. he start? Oh, I think they just wanted to get the new centre back partnership going. So it was Donnerkey well. and Jade North going, and wow. I guess if Smith's not going to be around, it's not quite. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. it wasn't a home game, so it wasn't exactly a fans' f- farewell opportunity. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, it wasn't even a home. It was That's Adelaide. what I'm saying, if it, yeah, it wasn't so, even a home yeah, game, so, so, yeah. Well, he came on in the 89th minute. That's token, isn't it? For a round yeah, of applause. So, that's <laughs> from so <there>. token. <laughs> from the 20 <laughs> Brisbane fans there. Jeez. Why even make him play? Just let him go. No idea, but it was it was very symbolic that Smith came on because it was. We've heard a lot of talk this week about it being the end of an era for Brisbane, um, and Smith coming on at the end of the game was actually uh, Brisbane bringing on an extra defender to see out the game, and basically they they took off Solizano, put Jade North into midfield, and put Smith at centre back because that's how deep they were defending him by the end. It was the you can't see this on radio, but my jaw is bouncing off the ground. <laughs> it was the antithesis to the whole Brisbane Raw you know, attack, attack always to the end and uh, keep possession where possible. It, Good God. 
it's a real turnaround. Just just remind me that was was that not why Mike Mulvey was sacked for yeah. going against the club Basically. philosophy? Yeah. And the club philosophy is attack, 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 pretty much, isn't it? Well, with possession, with yeah. possession, yeah. yeah, and you know, attractive football. And Gosh. we're not seeing that. We're That's... not seeing that from Brisbane at all. I can't remember. Yeah. Seeing that actually, even before Postecoglou, there wasn't really that much of a defensive nature to Roar, even under Farina, really. Because we saw it against the Wanderers, they sat quite deep. Mm. And then here, the first, to give them credit, the first 20 minutes, first half, they did press high up and they did, you know, try to play their usual style with the ball. But then in the second half, you know, Adelaide win the ball and you'd see the midfielders just turn and retreat. It was actually amazing to watch, not because it's unusual mm. as a tactic, but from Brisbane. And for a Brisbane side whose coach has just been sacked for doing this sort of thing, but not even to this level of extreme. Yeah, I actually yeah. think that I mean, he, was, has, he just played sensible football. He didn't necessarily yeah. he didn't play negative football. Tyson has been more cautious than Mulvey ever was. And I, I haven't looked at the stats, but Jamie Young went long every time. Mm. Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, there's a, a coaching philosophy for you. That says a lot about him as a as a sort of personality to be able to turn it around and come in to yeah. almost carry on, continue this club philosophy, and almost say, "Look, I'm going to have to take a few steps back before I can before I can take the team forward." Well, I imagine that's what it is. Yeah, it's, there's nothing wrong with it per se. It's just that they've sacked one coach for doing it. And then suddenly give them permission to the to the replacement to do it, that, and that just makes me think that that's even more of a convenient excuse for why, for why Mulvey yeah. got sacked. There is there, uh, there's surely a lot more that's gone on behind the scenes there. That... Yeah. With Smith leaving as well, doesn't paint a very good picture. Mm. To go to Thailand, you know, I'm, I'm quite ignorant when it comes to Thai football, but I, I, I think we what's are. the what's the, the reasoning there? Is there is, is, is there is there a lot more money? Not there? a lot more money, but probably a longer contract for more money. I think Roar would be lucky to give him much more than a one-year contract. Mm. What, uh, what age is he now? Thirty-two. Yeah. Uh, so I would imagine he's probably got you know two or three years tied down at fair wedge. Yeah. Uh, and that's what he was saying he was providing for his family. Because whenever you see the, the use of the word family, it means. They're throwing money at me. Yeah, uh, and there is money there. You know, uh, football is very popular. Maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily Thai, local Thai football, but EPL is huge, of course, everywhere. So mm. you know, clubs getting in the back of that and finding money to spend, try and build up the local league. I'm Riquet. What a goal! It's, uh, it sounds bad that he scored a trademark goal, and that is one of his trademark goals. But he, he, he does it so well in this season, so frequently. What was it? What did it look like? <laughs> what do you reckon it looks like? Scorch a screamer from outside the box. Yeah, pretty much. And what foot? Mm, right. Cuts inside on his right. Yeah, on the left. Yeah. Classic on the right. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much on the the joint of the box. So he cut in from the left, dropped a shoulder, got a bit of room, and it couldn't have been hit any better, I don't think. Yeah, it was a good there Screamer. It had a tiny, just a, a, it was going wide, and it just just before the end, it just sort of bent in a little bit and hit that top corner off the off the post. I think. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, Brisbane, as I was saying before, they actually closed down really high up the pitch, and that worked really well because Adelaide played three at the back. I, I personally think Gonbell shot himself in the foot a bit by doing that, but 
That's a story for another day. Uh, and so Brisbane pressed high up with Petratos, Enrique and Solazano. And every time those three won the ball, they'd just break really quickly. And it was actually good to watch. It was a good opening half an hour. By the end, Enrique, Solazano and Petratos all went off. Um, but for the first 20 minutes, it was a really promising combination. And particularly without Thomas Broich having that sort of direct counter-attacking front three more than the creativity of Broich is going to make them a bit more of a better outfit, especially with the direction that Thyssen is taking the side, which is definitely towards lesser possession and more structured defensively. Yeah. Were they rotating, Adelaide rotating the squad much, or was it just Carisco that they gave the, the weekend off to? Who was in my fancy football team? Who had just put, brought into my fantasy football team and gets rested? Uh, was it a weaker side for Adelaide? Um, Carisco didn't play, Bogart didn't play. Um, and Gomba went three, went back to the three four three, mm. which was weird because it just didn't work at all in uh, the first twenty minutes. So he went back to the four three three after twenty five minutes, right? Um, and then at halftime went back to the three four three, which was odd because they it's actually the best period of the game. Grim faced determination to stick to his philosophy yeah. on one side, and the other one saying, "No, screw your philosophy. Mm. I'm just going to try and win this." Yeah, well. The four three three, they it was their best period of the game, in my opinion. Yeah. And then after half time, like they had more of the ball, Brisbane dropped off a bit more. Um but Adelaide just were pretty bad. They just for Adelaide, they were just giving the ball away cheaply, they weren't moving it quickly, it was just Compared to the stats, you know, yeah. from the week before with against uh, Wanderers, wasn't it? Uh, where they just blew them away. Yeah. Eighty percent possession. and uh, twenty six shots to one or something. I think they have players like Fabio Ferreira and Mabil who, when they're on top of their game, they're the best, some of the best attackers in the league. When they're not, it's just it's horrifically inconsistent. And that's sort of what the case was on the weekend. And Jite, just not at the races. So, mm. off day. But we'll see what happens tonight in the FFA Cup final. Mm. Talking of which, Perth Glory v Newcastle, 2 0. Garcia with the, the opener and Marinkovic with a, a screamer again. It's all he scores, isn't it? Mm. Another oh, Jesus, he can hit the ball. Yeah. Like, he, he looks like he doesn't even like, put hardly any power into it and he just flies off his foot. Um, yeah, that's, that's seventh goal of the season, apparently. Did you say this one, Kev? Mm-hmm. Did you see this one? Nope, didn't no. see this one either. <laughs> I was actually even more drunk by the time this one <laughs> I probably would have seen about 44 players on the pitch if I'd even begun trying to watch this one. Well, um, you know when you watch like the Premier League or La Liga in a, in a 20-team competition and the league leaders always have those games where it's just too easy for them and it's just a routine win. But we never really see that in the A-League because it's such an even competition. This was a routine win. Like, yeah. Perth did not step out of second gear for the game. Jeez. And Newcastle were just... Oh, they tried, but they just—they weren't good at all. <laughs> there was a, there was a lot of trying going on, yeah. which is um, you know, yeah. But it's it's like one of those under 15s teams who are sort of like they've got skills, but you know they're not going to win. And the parents on the sideline is clapping them. At the end of the season, they all get a participation. <laughs> yeah. in just... Every single one is the most improved. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And the coach has like the end of match, and he says like five positives and one weakness. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but perfect. It's a sign of how well they're playing this season that they can play at this level and still pick up, you know, a fairly comfortable two-nil lead. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but Jalian's got sent off for a, a fairly.
fairly horrific challenge. Yeah, uh, Sully was cited yeah. by the match review panel and has got an extra week or two or something on yeah. top of oh, really? mandatory. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I, th- I think that's more down to um, lack of technique rather than yeah. a, 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 a malice, in te- a, a well, malicious kind of, intent. He did the tackle when he sort of stood up and went, yeah. I'm off. I'm off. Did did he quote Pulp Fiction before he did it? Like, (laughs) wreak God's righteous vengeance upon you (laughs) just before he uh, made the tackle, doing his best Sam Jackson? Um, No. No. Is that? No, I'm aware of. Um, All we need to know is. (laughs) Lose Mourinho! Lose Mourinho! Cronin asked him about that. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> How did it go down in the presser? Yeah, I, I don't think he even raised a smile to it. <laughs> I think that just uh, got a death clear from Cronin. Which is hard work. You're it's hard hero. work to get a death clear off Lozu, to be honest. Lozu Mourinho. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that worked. <laughs> Brilliant. So that's uh, him not getting asked another question. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well worth it. Um... And you mentioned the Phoenix in the Hobbit jersey. <laughs> that was so <laughs> terrible. I, I'm, I must admit, I don't like Lord of the Rings and I don't like the Hobbit. I think I'm virtually the, one of the few men on this planet, it seems, that doesn't like these things. But I had no excitement at all when I heard that they were doing a Hobbit shirt. And then when I actually saw it, it was far, far worse than I ever <laughs> thought it could possibly be. It was terrible. There was nothing redeeming about it at all. Why Why even do that? I mean, what kind of league is it that sells their shirts for film sponsorship promotion? Yeah, Does but that it, happen? Would that happen? Who, who killed your sense of imagination? Who no. uh, marks the marketing department for pulling off that deal? But seriously? <laughs> do you know what? I, I think I'm looking at this from maybe a naive point of view, but I see this as The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings series being a huge thing of what New Zealand's all about. And they're trying to sort of pump a bit of that into it's, their, their yeah. only A-League professional club. But if the... I mean, you think of the budget of what that movie, these movies have been. Seriously, was that the best shirt they could come up with? <laughs> oh, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. The shirt was To promote amazing. it. I mean... Jeez. <laughs> they didn't even have fancy Hobbit feet boots. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Hobbit <laughs> branded Nikes. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it properly. You can, I mean, as it turned out, the, the front was just... A white shirt Same. with yeah, some, yeah. some texture on it. The bag. What was that about? It looked like a giant pumpkin on the bag. <laughs> you couldn't see the names and numbers. It was just over, just terrible. Horrible. I was disappointed that the names on the back went like Frodo and Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings well enough to make any puns about this, which I'm, I'm disappointed. I nearly watched... The Hobbit, just so I could come back with some, come to the pod with some puns, but two words you need to know: yeah, goblin wank. That's all it is. <laughs> goblin wank. Um, and there was a game apparently as well that, that happened around the shirts. So. Oh yeah, I, but I mean, Simon got his goal. How good was Christmas? That was an absolute belter. But he, he had a few chances though, didn't he? He did. Yeah, uh, but. Overall, the whole of Phoenix, I think, is just becoming such a unit. Yeah. Uh, having said that, you know they've got to do better than draw one-one with the Mariners if they have any expectations of really being challengers. But McGlinchey, Burns, Bonavici, uh, Krishna, mm. and um, Bonavaccio. 
Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's another one as well, though. Um, Rodriguez, Rio. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and Rio as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many good players there. Mm. They're really recruited incredibly well. I'm really excited for them this season. Krishna, where did he come from? Fiji. Fiji? Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, he's been with them before, hasn't he? Or he's on with them halfway through last season. I thought he'd jump and then he came. Before. He played that game against Melbourne City, Melbourne Heart back then. The right. two, or, the two or draw, and he just was bloody fast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's an absolute sensation. But he's time. added a bit of uh, finesse to his game. There's definitely yeah. an improvement yeah. this I, I, season. I, I think even from the early games of the season, you could see he had pace to burn, yeah. but he just wasn't really finding himself in the right positions. And and now that playing with all these players and probably. Better players around, technically better players around him that, that are making him look yeah. much better than potentially what he is, or maybe I'm not giving him enough credit, but uh, I, I think he's probably one of the most impressive additions to the league from uh, so far this season. From maybe nothing, from quite obscurity to mm. to one of the best the league's best players. Well, he complements their attack really nicely because they've got like McGlinchey and Burns and. They're sort of players that like to come inside, and mm. uh, but Krishna just runs a goal basically. Mm. Yeah. So you've got these players coming towards the ball, and then you've got Krishna running in behind, which is you need that you need someone to do that. Krishna I'm does it really well. Still surprised by how deep Burns is coming from. Yeah, these days. I, mean, he's, 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 I used to think of him more as a sort of front line striker, but yeah, well, I can't really remember him from when he first emerged. But last season for Newcastle, he was just. Nothing really. Yeah. Like this season, yeah. he's, just, he's really. He seems to really know what what his role is in the team. Yeah. What positions and he's got to be. In. Him and McGlinchey together, just a fantastic little double like they've got going there. Was it a McGlinchey assist for the for the goal? It Whoever was, passed. Oh, no, actually, was it Burns? No, it was Burns. Was it Burns? Burns, was it Burns? That was yeah. great. That yeah. was a great little flick for him. But Wellington were really impressive. Um, they switched formation again for the fourth time this season after ten games, which is, you know, unheard of. Well, not unheard of, but unusual. And uh, they switched to something very similar to the Melbourne victory formation from last season, the 4-2-2-2. So um, McGlinchey and Bonavacci were, you know, uh, the Finkler and Troisi, if you like. And then Krishna and Burns were the Archie Thompson and Costa Barbarossa's kind of <laughs> combination. Yeah. Uh, but So basically Bonavacci and McGlinchey were dropping towards the ball and then Krishna and Burns were just running in behind. And it worked really well. Mariners didn't know how to deal with it. And it was really effective. And obviously they didn't get the win, but this is one of those performances where you look at it and go, yeah, that was a solid performance. Like, that that solidified the way that we want to play. I'm happy with that. Let's go get the wins now. And look, Wellington have a good start in 11. I don't think they'll make... You know, a serious dent for the title or anything, but they'll they'll be in the final, so they might win the first semi and go on to cause an upset. I don't know. I can't say them winning, but they've got a good first team on paper. And yeah, it's no, working I, awesome. I, I think they really are genuine challengers this season. I have to say, uh, it's the best Phoenix side I've ever seen, without a doubt. Uh, and but Jeff has to be a really real worry. Like Jeremy Brockie isn't even there anymore. Mm. They literally have no strikers left yeah. at the club. Yeah, the depth depth is a huge issue. Mm. Like without a doubt, an enormous issue. But you know, if, if Krishna, I would have at the beginning of the season, I would have said that Krishna was the depth player, uh, and he's you know stepped up and turned out to be first team yeah. regular, uh, if not first name on your bloody squad sheet. Mm. So you know they, they may have some more gems there that we've just not seen enough of. Um, but Tyler Boyd. Hasn't played a game this season. Yep. So you know he might get a bit more of a look in now. Merrick's flexibility is surprising me as well. You know, I think yeah. he, he seems. 
to me, at face value, it was fairly predictable in what he did at the victory uh, week in, week out. And this year, especially, he seems to be really stepped up a gear as a coach and much more flexible, much more imaginative and ingenious, uh, which is really good to see. Uh, Mariners. One last, just one last point on the Phoenix. Um, talking about the squad depth and talking about their flexibility of formations, I think that's they're too probably linked. America acknowledges that his squad doesn't have enough uh, quality in it or enough quantity, so that's why he's constantly changing the formation. So he's keeping opponents guessing. Yeah. So yeah. he might not have you know loads of tools to work with, but he's making it so that the tools are you don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah. 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 Much more predictable, and also rather than shoehorning people into yeah. roles that maybe not suited to actually adapting to right what is the personal side of it yeah. available to me. Yeah, makes sense. Anyway, so the Mariners. Mariners. Uh, the problem with results like that, getting you know scraping a draw like that, is it actually prolongs the death throes for me, uh, for the Mariners because they need to do something much much more than they're actually doing at the moment. They need new signings, or uh, more than anything, I think Moss needs to exit stage right. Uh, and so long as he can still grab a little point here and a little bit of point yeah. there, he's just going to stay in that job for as long as he can. Uh, and it's not helping the club. I don't see any signs of improvement with him at all. No. All you, all you need to do is uh, watch that game. If you saw the result and you would have gone, oh, that's not too bad, one one, one away, you yeah. know, they're improving. But if you saw any of the game, you know, you, they were so lucky. Mm. Yep. There. And, and and Merrick came out after the game. He was actually quite tough, um, quite happy with it. Well, not happy with the result, but he came out and said, you know, the players are absolutely gutted because they really deserved that game. But you know, it's one of those games that you you can have twenty one shots and and only score and, one and lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> potentially. So, um, but. Yeah, no, there, there needs to be some big changes there. Yeah, but even at this this point in the season, Wellington are nine points ahead. Yeah, of the Mariners. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like eight points ahead of City, who are seventh. So they're in a good position. Position. So I think that's why you know reactions yeah. kind of you know, not over the top. Mm. Yeah, he's cracking a few smiles as well, which is, which is quite nice to see. He does Ernie. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, but you know, I looking at the table. Uh, I was thinking the other day, it probably still holds true. Actually, the true positioning from my mind probably isn't necessarily the points, but the goal difference. Rearrange them according to the best goal difference, and you're probably nearer to who's been performing and who's not been performing. Mm. And that would put Jets and Mariners in the bottom two positions. I think that's fair. Yeah. Wanderers have been bad, but I still see they're getting better. I think Jets will get better as well, to be honest. I still think Jets will get better. Look, um, I can't see any signs of improvement for the Mariners, unfortunately. Yeah, Jets. With, yeah, the difference between Jets and the Mariners is Jets. Have glimpses of where they seem to actually play some decent football, and and some of their more creative players get on the ball, and uh, and if they're a bit more compact in defence, they look like they could turn it around. But yeah, this is. Marriage. But having said that, it, you know, it looks like there's trouble in paradise up in Newcastle still as well, uh, even with Stubbins still staying there, apparently not being under pressure, which is a good thing for him, um, but. Rumours that Dave Carney's wanting out. Uh, Marcus Flores playing in the youth team this week, apparently. Mm. Uh, 
was it, it was, they were saying last night David Carney asked for a release yep. from Newcastle. Yep. But, you know, he's he's almost up to his 30-game limit. He, so, he can't play more than 30 games for any club, or else oh, okay. he explodes and turns into a pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Carney's played every game for Newcastle this season. Yeah. So it's like, in 10 games without a win, he's very troublesome. Yeah. Oh, without like, a doubt. We, um, we tend to gloss over it because I, it's, it's Newcastle. I still think, no, but I think they've been close to winning sometimes. I mean, like last week, they lost 3-1. But I, I, for the life of me, I, I swear that wasn't a 3-1 game, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, maybe they should have deserved to lose 2-1 at worst I still thought they were good for a, a win or a draw um, but they end up losing 3-1 that looks terrible mm-hmm. uh, they've got a good side there they've got a good side <laughs> we just need to get it working together for them yeah. I think <laughs> uh, then there was the big blue which I also didn't see oh, can wow. you believe no. you missed, you missed I had to go to a street party uh, with a raging, raging hangover, I could barely stand, and then I had to watch people play <coughs> really bad rockabilly music in a garage. I can't listen to this podcast. 40s or 50s. Uh, no, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, what a game. That was brilliant. Yeah, thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. It was the best game I've probably ever seen yeah. in my life. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I'm joking. <laughs> it was good, but it wasn't that good. I'm just trying to make you feel bad. Kevin. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, no, I thought I thought it was I, I thought it was good. Maybe not the best game I've ever seen, but um, it was one of the best games I've seen this season. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Better than the was it Sydney Derby? The first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that was pretty good. That was uh, the, the difference with this game is it, it sort of swung in different directions, and there'd be like equaliser, and then there'd be and the, uh, victory would go on up, and then it'd be equaliser, and then Sydney went up, and um, whereas the Sydney derby, it was almost like Wanderers played the first game, and then C- and FC played the second, yeah. uh, which was you know equal, it was good for different reasons. Um, but but you know, so I, I went down to Melbourne for the City um, no, Brisbane what, game. The what was the real reason for going down to Melbourne? Wasn't well, a real reason. Oh no, it wasn't actually. No, that yeah. wasn't the real reason. You were, you were just somewhere else on Friday, weren't you? <laughs> no, the, it was the Where reason. Were you on Friday? <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't at the Christmas party. Yeah, you, you had another pressing engagement. Was it? Was it a pop concert or something? Nah, the, you, you must be confused. Death metal. Oh no, it was Katy Perry, wasn't it? Nah. Yeah, I think it was. You must be confusing me with someone else. A day of free piss for a date with Katy Perry and some six-year-old fans. <laughs> the date with Katy Perry actually sounds it a lot. Makes it sound a lot better than it actually was. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, he's doing you a favour um, there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll leave it with that. Um, but yeah, to one. <laughs> One event that was not even as interesting as Katy Perry <laughs> was the, the Melbourne City Brisbane game the week before. Oh God! Oh my God! Like so, I, I went down there, invited a mate. I was like, first, well, not not been to many A League games. Come down, watch this, watch the A League. It's, it's great. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, it was. And then and then I sat through that for ninety minutes, and then watched this. The, the following week you know it's, it's obviously two four completely different teams really but it couldn't be any further away from each other 
I, I loved the the game this weekend. You know, it was Thompson versus Schmelz in you know a masterclass of two veteran forwards just doing what they do best. And but Schmelz, I I didn't realise he had that finesse about him as well. You know, I knew he was a goal scorer. I knew he was a, a, a technically a good player. But his assist for the Yankos' first goal. That's very good. That is that's, that's top good. draw. That yeah, he's not been very good this season, but he really turned it on. Mm. As did the whole Sydney attack. Attacking wise, this was Sydney's best performance of the season for sure. Because like the last couple of weeks, it's been you know defensive and they've just grinded out a few results here and there. But this was you know they really hit top gear and got some good moves going and got their fullbacks high up. Mm. Uh, and Smelts really benefited from that. I think just having more players around him in the, in the box in the box. So yeah, it was a really good performance from Sydney and victory. Of course, as well had Thompson, you know, um, vintage Thompson basically. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of performance from a thirty-six-year-old. That, yeah. That's just mind-blowing, mm. in my opinion. And um, between him and Smeltz, because Smeltz is no spring chicken either. Nah. Uh, it's five goals from a combined age of about sixty. Probably not far. Seventy, 70 actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, mm. in my opinion. Um, just uh, not on the field because obviously I didn't really see very much. I saw, I saw, I came at the end and saw Carl getting yeah, mm, he stretched off. Uh, for the season. That's just. I think that's probably the career ending as well. Yeah. Uh, given his age, uh, well, I mean, three ACLs in what nine weeks? Three mm. weeks, is it? Well, yeah, yeah. Plus grants from last season. Yeah. So, you've, I think you've got to look at the you know two. One is is bad. Two is unlucky. Three, you've got to think about what the training but I don't, situation I, I, is. I actually don't think he can blame the training when you can see Carl it happening to Carl because of his own stupid tackle, has to be said. Yeah. Uh, at the weekend, uh, Abbas getting knocked out by the Wanderers yeah. again, not his fault and not the trainer's fault. Uh, and Gamero, no, that was that, that was off. That was in the training field. Line, uh, wasn't Jan Sokka's duty. Yeah, it was. He, he did on yeah, Jan yeah. Sokka's duty. Gamero's. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Was it in a game? Was it in a game or was it in training? I think it was just in training. I think it was just in training. Yeah. And then Grant uh, did it at training as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think anything from last season, a whole different ball game. Yeah. But um, you have to, like the Grant do it in the Fox Sports studio. It's almost compulsory, really, isn't it? Yes, Carl and Abbas were impact injuries, but at the same time, certain training methods or overloading on players can cause weakness in the knees, which can then make them more prone to. And I, like I'm studying exercise science, so I'm half of an expert in this field. <laughs> Give me one and a half years, and I'll be an expert in this field. Uh, but there has to be questions asked about Sydney's preparation and their conditioning after three knee injuries, I think. Or players of different levels of fitness and age. I, I would agree uh, on paper, yes, it does look incredibly fishy, but if you look at Andrew Clark and his history, I, I can't remember. But I'm not saying I'm not saying it is a cause. No, I'm just saying it's, it's worth considering. Absolutely. As a, as a club, as yeah. Sydney will be looking at yeah. themselves and saying, okay, what can we do better? Maybe mm. have we done something that has caused this injury to be, you know, 10% more likely? Like, it does, unlucky? 
yes. Yeah. But if there's something you can do that can minimise the risk of another injury like that by 5%, yeah. then that's something that has to come out of True. what is a sorry situation. Yeah. For well, I'm sure the players involved. Andrew Clark will be re-examining his, uh, yeah. his if anything, routines. But it's self-inspection, you know. These yeah. things have happened. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I've done that maybe caused these injuries? But you would think if it was something done, he's done, unless he started doing new, uh, implemented new regimes, it would have shown up at the Mariners. And Mariners, certainly to my mind, as far as I can remember, didn't have any substantial issues with any fitness, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, people going down with knocks, and, uh, but certainly not ACL work. Um, but the other thing... Um, off the field, the crowd was only 25,000 at Etihad. Yeah. Which, you know, is a very healthy crowd by any other standards. But for the for big, big blue, blue at Etihad, what's happened to Melbourne Victory's 40,000 crowds? Mm. Using them up on the Derby this weekend. Yeah, well, the Derby's sell out, apparently. Yeah. yeah. At Etihad? Amy. Yeah, so yeah they, sh- they should have done it the other way around, really, yeah. shouldn't they? That, that, I can see you always victory selling out uh, Area Park, but yeah. Etihad, uh, just, I was really surprised by how few there were. I, when I saw the figure, I immediately thought it was Amy Park. I thought, mm. oh, that's great, it's a sellout. And then I realised it, it was Etihad. Is that all Amy Park holds? It's about 25, 30. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's boutique. I, th- I love that stadium. It is nice. That is uh, that was the only saving grace from. I, 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 I probably feel, felt bigger because it was empty <laughs> when I was. Um, so I, I was looking around, going, "Oh yeah, it's probably about 34 But um, mm. I guess that there would be some reason why, but it wasn't really advertised that much. Like it wasn't built up as much. No, as, it's as true. Victory the, uh, Sydney normally is. Yeah. I guess because we've had that same game like four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, it's not a sign of. But they can hardly complain. You know, the thing that the reason that really did surprise me it was because Victory had gone so well this mm. season, and so are Sydney. Yeah. You know, so it's actual classic battle, yeah. which we rarely had in the past. The game was good enough that fans will go next time. Yeah, I can take that. Mm. Yeah. And I might even try and dig out the uh, the video of it. It's, speaking of crowds, you know, the Wellington Mariners game got eleven thousand. Yeah, and that was in Auckland as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's Which couldn't good. raise a crowd previously when it was a New Zealand night. It's very should, good to see. Should get more movies to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they got a free cinema ticket with every uh, ticket purchased. You could get like Maybe. Die Hard themed yeah. movies and uh, games. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, fights, yeah Harry sounds, Potter. Sounds like a Friday afternoon Twitter. Uh, yeah. What, what yeah. films would you get to sponsor your match, your favourite A League match? Yeah, yep. we That's, can definitely do that. And, uh, there's and there's a hashtag in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we have to sub it down a little bit. Um, so, yes, should we have a, a break and come back? Kevin K- K- hasn't watched any games, so he's doing that. <laughs> 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 All right, let's have a break.
Welcome back. That was a nice break, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Mm. Great break. Yeah. yeah. One of the best Six, breaks we've had. It seemed longer than, yeah. than normal for some reason. <laughs> it was very bizarre. Um, right. <laughs> so, tonight, biggest game of the year so far. Mm, silverware. Yeah. The first Silverware before Christmas. First FFA Cup final. Adelaide... United v Perth Glory. Of course, it could have been last night by the time you actually get to hear this. Yeah, but that's true. It uh, when we were talking about it, it's not yet happened yet, so we don't know who's going to win. Who do you think? It's just so hard to call. Mm. Honestly, it is really, really hard to call. If Adelaide had beaten Brisbane, I would say Adelaide, one hundred percent. But that is just throwing that little seed of doubt in my mind. But Adelaide are still the only team to beat Perth. Yeah. This season exactly. So I'm kind of Go back to them again Oh I've got a little stat Actually that I Dug out today Perth haven't beaten Adelaide since March 2012 Oh well tonight Tonight it's going to happen then. Mm. In that case That's just thrown me Firmly in Perth's favour I'm going to say Adelaide I, th- I, I have to say I think Adelaide Will win as well Yeah so. I, I think the home Home ground advantage uh, Advantage Is going to um, Just tip Adelaide over uh, What I do think though Is I think Perth Are more rough for it though mm. I, I genuinely get this real excitement and uh, coveting of this title far more from them than I, I do from Adelaide. Adelaide are going through the, you know, the, the doing the job, yeah. going about it quietly and efficiently, but without the same enthusiasm and passion that Perth seem to be mm. uh, bringing in Perth as a club. You know, women's youth and men all leading the way. They're really, really going for it. Yeah. So I think the, you, I would like to see them win. I think they've earned it so far. Do you think that Perth may have a little bit of realism in the back of their head, just thinking, you know, this could be our chance to to have a really like to to make our season? Because realistically, are we going to sort of drop down towards the end of the season? Whereas Adelaide have got aspirations of winning. Funny you should say that because I actually spoke to Kenny Lowe when he was up here, right. and I've got a bit of a chat with him. Ah, brilliant! Shall we listen? We're third of the way through the season now. Did you expect to be top of the league at this time? Uh, you always want to be the best you can be, and the best you can be is number one. You know, whether we finish that way, we have aspirations for that. I think that's the reason everybody's in the league to to win it. Not that finishing the sixth, you're in the league to win it. Whether we can, I haven't got a clue. But that's the focus for everybody. And if you haven't got that focus, then you're in the wrong game, you know. What's made the difference between this and last season? Uh, I think everything. I mean, the way we go about our business, the characters we've brought in the team. I don't think it's one thing. I think it's a culmination of things. The players have been fantastic. They've bought into everything that we're trying to implement. And some, and they've brought some of their own stuff in there that we've been open to, which is fantastic as well. So I think everybody's feeding off everybody. I said it earlier, the coaches are hungry. You know, that we've got new... You know, a sports science guy, he's hungry. The, the players look as though they're hungry. So everybody in the, the team is together and, and really focused on trying to just have a good year. You said there's still room for improvement on your side? Where, where yeah, I think so. Yeah, think? I think just the way we play, maybe, you know, retaining the ball, being a bit more fluid. Uh, but I think we've had the most shots in the A-League. I think we've had the most corners in the A-League. So I think we're doing something right. There was a bit of criticism at the beginning of the, the season about the style that you were playing, and then gradually you seem to have got your own style going now. Yeah, it's, I mean, people talk about style. 
You don't win games, you get sacked. You've got to win games. So I'm a new coach, I'm brand new. I haven't been afforded the luxury of, of having an education where I've been mentored. I'm self-taught, more or less, so... You know, we can just go about the things the way we go about things, and if people aren't unhappy, what can I do about that? You know, Danny De Silva's been uh, getting some first team starts. What do you make of his performances? Yeah, he's got huge potential, Dan. Uh, like I've said to everyone, um, like when he's 35, we'll maybe look back and see what type of career he's had. He's got potential. So, you know, at the moment he's he's growing and, and improving, which is fantastic for him. So hopefully he keeps on that vein and, and, and it becomes a, a big player for the country eventually, you know. Marinkovic has been a, a good signing. Where did you originally find him from? Uh, we were just doing due diligence when we first came into the club and it was uh, the January deadline and we, uh, we needed to bring some more experienced players in. We had quite a lot of young guys. Uh, we had a few injuries. I think uh, a young Nagai was injured, so we were looking to replace him midfield. And uh, one of the names that popped up was uh, was Nebo. And uh, saw the tapes, do some due diligence, and uh, now he's settling in really nicely. He's done fantastic. I think he's created the most assists in the whole of the league. So um, I'm pleased for him. He's, he's a nice guy and a, and a good footballer. He's, he's, a, he's a, a, a really nice human being. He's a top fella. You've assembled quite a unit. You must be very pleased. So far, we seem to be touchwood. We've got we've got a lot of competition for places, which is going to create a headache for me. Uh, but I think the guys understand that we can only pick eleven, and they've, they've been good so far. And I just hope that they stay balanced and you know don't pick on me. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there we go. that was Kenny. Nebo mm. is a very nice human being. He's nice <laughs> I can't recall a manager ever saying about one of his <laughs> players before. Certainly not unless he's been wearing a suit as in court at the time. Apart from that, maybe like the the coach of Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did like a line where you just asked him what's changed from this season to the last season. She goes, "Not oh, everything." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <That's simple. laughs> Um, now, before we move on, I might as well. We've also had a chat with um, Scott Jemison as well, who's usually good for a quote or two. Uh, here's what he had to say. So, not a bad start to the season then? Very good. Um, we feel we've um, you know, come a long way in the uh, short amount of time we've been together as a team and as I guess staff and um, you know we're we're very happy where we are, but we still know, and it's realistic enough to know that uh, it's only uh, early December, so um, we're not being carried away, and we're still very much focused on each game and trying to win each game. What do you think the the difference has been this season? Um, well, I mean, uh, I'm not too sure. I can't really put my finger on it, but um, I know I'd like to think it's it's down to. Um, I guess raising our standards uh, throughout everything, uh, training, uh, games, uh, you know, recovery. I think uh, we've all made a, a conscious effort to, to really raise that. And I feel, um, you know, that was set from the playing group, but also the staff uh, when they came in. So, you know, we're really working hard as a team and, and I guess working really hard for each other. There's been some good recruitment going on as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I think credit to the, the club and the, the people behind the scenes for for um, you know bringing these players in and attracting them. Uh, also credit to Kenny. I guess um, you know players have seen him and uh, you know wanted to work for him. So I think it was a positive, um, especially you know, the players that we brought in with you know good A League experience and you know key players for other teams. It's been a few years since I last came down to a glory training session, yep. but it seems a lot more professional and slicker these days. You've got GPS, computers yeah. on laptops. Yeah, look, um, 
it's uh, I guess it's just uh, keeping up date with the times. You know, the game's yeah, always evolving and, and getting more professional. And if you get you know caught behind, you, you get caught out. And as a team and as a club, we're trying to do that. As I said, in every aspect. There's been talk of you know people rivals waiting for the wheels to come off your yeah. bandwagon. Is this something at the back of your mind? Not at all. Um, I think um, you know they're entitled to think that because uh, we haven't done well over the last few years. But uh, whether or not they think our wheels are going to fall off, then that's a good thing because then they're worrying about us. So um, that's up for them to, to think about, and up to I guess all the experts. But as a team and as a club, um, you know we don't we, we don't think the wheels. Uh, are loose enough or whatever we've got a good uh, good mechanic at our club and um, yeah be looking after our tyres and wheels getting your nuts tightened yeah how would you describe your style this season um I'd like to think that there's a few, we haven't got really one style. I think the game as a whole, um, you have to adapt every week. And now you can try and pass the team off, pass a team off the, the park every week, but you have to be realistic and know that well, when you play against Brisbane Raw, you're essentially not going to really pass them off the ground. So um, I believe that you know we're a team that um, first and foremost um, tries to play good football, but also is realistic to enough enough to know when to play good football and when to I guess play smart. So. I think we're a smart team if that's a style I can call it I think we're a very smart team and um, a very adaptable team and Keo seemed to have a bit of an injury there how much of a worry is that for tomorrow no he's just um, had a sore back he's been carrying the team the whole year and um, <laughs> it gets a bit heavy especially with a few of the big boys like Jubilich and that so he's um, I think he was more injured from the heat if anything because he's uh, not used to this uh, inner westy kind of heat so he's, he's, fit, yeah, he's fit and fine and um, he's ready to go Oh, yep, no so way. that was uh, Scott and we weren't distracted at all and didn't miss the end of that interview <laughs> even slightly, because we're professionals <laughs> through and through um, so yeah, uh, Jambo on his uh, tight nuts basically <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking forward to keeping his wheels on uh, hopefully tonight as a secret, sly little Perth Glory fan that I am mm. uh They'll do exactly that and take home some silverware. Long overdue for Perth Glory, in my opinion. Yeah. So, what are we going for? We do a little prediction on score prediction on this game as well tonight. Yeah. Hart says Perth Glory one 0 Head says Adelaide United two one. I think Perth three one. I think. I don't know. Three one Perth. I think Adelaide have got. They're going to concede, but I think they'll they'll just do it. I thought, wow. do you know what? I'm going to go for one-one, and then two-one in extra time. Ooh, Ooh very Adelaide. precise. Interesting. I might even I might even put a couple of dollars on that. Uh, the one other thing to mention of tonight, which um, flew under my radar, it may not have done for the rest of you, the Mark Viduka medal. Yes. Did you know that? I was, did. Yeah, yeah, I saw the press release come through last week, late last week. It's kind of. Unexpected. Yeah. Um, oh no, it's good. Um, no problem with that. I can only imagine that some sort of sponsorship deal possibly fell through, or there was mm. they being held off while that hopefully was going to come through, so they could have the Telstra Mark Viduka medal. For example. <laughs> yeah. Um, which explains the, the late naming of it. But no, great, good, mm. good to see him being respected and honoured, uh, and long tip, overdue. Tip for the Mark Viduka medal, Andy Keogh. Andy Keogh makes sense Mark Vidika yeah. Andy Keogh yes. yeah. I'd agree with that as well yeah. or Marinkovic I'll go for Thurio 
Theorem. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need another theorem. <laughs> um, right, what else happened this week? Wanderers played water polo. <laughs> <laughs> With the antithesis of the ref that they faced in the uh, <laughs> Asian Champions League. It was embarrassing, wasn't it? it from one extreme to the other. Uh, all the Were you still hungover by this point? Yeah, I was. Actually, yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. If you woke up and watched this game, you'd be like, oh my god, I've had way too much Because <laughs> <laughs> it did not look like it should be playing. I, I actually woke up at 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, I did the same. And came through and switched on Twitter and realised that it was all over and it was a, a clearly missed nothing apart from mm. outrage uh, and disgust. Uh, for the previous two hours, but yeah, it didn't. It looked terrible. Mm. Terrible, I, I terrible, watched terrible. This game and it was just, it was a farce. Like honestly, it was like it wasn't even. You can't even compare it to like, you know, a Sunday league game because Sunday league games wouldn't have been played no, we, in that condition. Have that. It was just ridiculous, especially not in in Australia. The slightest bit of rain, it's off. Mm. Like me growing up in the north of England, um, those sort of conditions isn't that uncommon. Um, and, and you either play it or you don't play. So, but but yeah, I can't imagine. I, 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 it's ridiculous how that game went ahead. And and they haven't. And they've moved the Real. Yeah, cruise all, the, game all the other games have been moved to to Marrakesh from from there. And as I was watching that game, I was, th- I was thinking, "There's no way Real Madrid would have played this game. If this was Real coming on, their the director of football or their operations manager would have walked on and gone, no chance." Cristiano Ronaldo already in his private jet. Yeah, gone. Imagine what it'd do to his hair. <laughs> Shocking. Just wouldn't have anything to do with it. Oh, the best part of the game was the Fox Sports. You know when they do slow motion montages at the end of the game? You watch all the water flying off in front of them. It's great. I saw the footage of them trying to mop it up with these giant sponges. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, who? Which bright sparks are, oh yeah, that'll work. That'll sort of right out. It's like the uh, episode of The Simpsons where Marge goes and buys all the paper towels and throws them in the river. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... Um, Nope, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone completely. Um, La Roquette. La Roquette. He had a quick minute. Good goal. That was nice. Good, a good positive to come out of it. You don't get many, many from him, do you? Like that. I would have been more excited about it if it didn't, you know, bounce about seven times <laughs> across a river. <laughs> Skimmed. Yeah. Um, it's one of those balls that you can throw on the water and it bounces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, a, that, that's enough obscure references um, about this game. Uh, but yeah, it was a not a very topper getting his first yellow when he wasn't even involved. He wasn't there. And what I loved was FIFA's refusal to even consider that rejecting overturning that because Topper was supposedly trying to deceive the referee. What? Yeah. I mean, seriously, what? Well, he didn't, he didn't argue against it when he got given the yellow because he knew that it would save Sperenovic from being sent off. But at the same time, you can't it's just a give out a error. yellow. It's still a mistake. <laughs> it's a clear error. Yeah. The, the referee made an error. Yeah, at least at least Spira made up for it by getting sent off. In yeah. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was the, that was <laughs> so good. It wasn't like it was all in vain. Or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was very sporting of him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a disappointing yeah, end to the, um, the Wanderers. It's such a pity because they did well and ended this game. Just 
turn into a big farce. Yeah. Like. I have to say, and you know, this is terribly insular off me, and I have, I've been to Tunisia, for example, many, many times, which is just along the coast. I was unaware that it could rain like that in mm. Morocco. At all. I mean, you know, you can get a bit of rain in Tunisia, but that was absolute monsoon tropical rain, like yeah. we get here these days. Uh, that was just bizarre. Yeah, that, so uh, as far as I'm aware, Rabat is um, more inland, so you've got, you, you're going more into sort of. Um, I suppose closer to Sahara and Africa it's, rather than. Yeah. yeah. Which. You've got to go is, down yeah. a fair. It's all sub. Sahara, up that way. It's all very dry and sandy. Yeah, but it's not like a Mediterranean mm. uh, Marrakesh or no. uh, Tunisia around mm. around those. But um, yeah, uh, the, the big positive to come out of it from uh, from our neighbours just over the water. Uh, talking of water, um, <laughs> Auckland City, they beat the African champions. And, uh, and and then they're going to take on San Lorenzo, Argentina's San Lorenzo, Wednesday morning. It's Auckland City, Krishna's old side. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I it think is. it was. It is. Not bad without them. Mm. Just imagine what they could have done with them. Mm. It's amazing. An amateur team that is, is going to play one of the top teams in the world and then potentially pay Real Madrid in the final. Well, it's not going to happen. No. Yeah, on a well, you never know. You never know. Well, it's befitting that an amateur team has made it through to what has basically become an amateur competition after that wondrous game. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. yeah very it's very it's good kind point. of like the theme of the, of the tournament. Yeah. Amateurism. The work experience ref, I think, pop, pop a call. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, that's quite like funny. Worky. <laughs> I th- I, even though everyone's probably a little bit disappointed by it, most people have got to put their hands up and go, you know what, we we were probably lucky to be there in the first place uh, after a... Uh, so. One way or another, it's it's probably good that there'll be no more distractions for Wanderers mm. now. They can just knuckle down and get on with the rest of the season and not have to think about anything else. Yeah, so it's I not like there's any disruptions like the Asian Cup that's going to no, you know, stop the league not from get, playing or anything. Not going to get in the way in the slices. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, that's so, the World Club Cup. Yep, taking care of that. Take, so that's that's done. We might do a little special. Quick, quick. Oh, we um, just so you know, uh, we're going to be on a Christmas break because mm. uh, we don't come into the office and they shut it down. They don't let us in. We have to beg for food in George Street in Sydney uh, for the next three weeks. So we will be back. Are we going to do one just before the Asian Cup? Do you think? Yeah. We'll try and do a pre-Asian Cup. Can you do Cup. a Thursday? Hmm? Can you do the Thursday, January? We, we could yeah. probably arrange this after. Yeah, we probably could. <laughs> but, you know, just looking out for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, so yeah, enjoy... Um, oh, actually, we'll, we'll, let's, pre- let's preview the upcoming games. Yeah. Do a last round of predictions for the year. Well, why don't um, we talk about the order games up until... Talk about order teams up until... Yeah. The Asian Cup? Yeah, we could do. Yeah. And then I may just walk off and leave you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on deadline. We do have a deadline, unfortunately. Okay. But uh, okay, we let's do next week. Yeah. Just because you did well in your tipping last week, I know. You're on a roll. Let's talk about Tim the Tipman Palmer. Tim the Toolman Taylor. Home improvement. You ever seen that? That was a random. We've had some obscure references in this podcast. Doing Space Jam, Simpsons, Home Improvement. Anyway. So uh, again, only four games. 
uh, this weekend as Wanderers can't be asked coming back for it. Part timers. Uh, waste of space to even get through. <laughs> Cheers for Adelaide Friday night. Adam J four four two. If you're looking for his Twitter <laughs> feed, by the way. <laughs> Direct all at him. Um, Jets v Adelaide. Adelaide off the back of the FFA Cup victory Win. stroke defeat. Yeah. Uh, uh, it doesn't really make any difference. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna uh, win. It's gonna be a playing comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it's gonna pan out. I'll tell you what would be interesting to see is if Adelaide can make this as routine as Perth did this yeah. this weekend. Yeah, that would be interesting. I think they probably will. Mm. Because the Jets are just shocking. So, shocking. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go also 2 0 win. 3 0. Yeah, man. Um, 3. I'll say 4 0. Don't like. 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> and it's the Melbourne worse Derby. Worse for the Jets. <laughs> well, actually, Cronin. Jets, 5 0. 10. 10 0. 10 0. Jets. No. Melbourne Derby yeah. I'd Sell like to say this will be park. close but it won't it's going to be a runaway victory win uh, 3-0 there's definitely some goals in this I'll say 2-0 2-0 not as many goals to the victory I'm going to go 3-1 who's going to score City's goal Via Josh Kennedy was at training today. Yes, yeah, he came We've up. Got the picture coming up on the website. Um, is he going to be available for this weekend? No, no they said he can't play till the February the first. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because he can't play until January the sixth, and of course, there's no games after January the sixth because of the Asian Cup. So yep. he's not playing until February. Yeah, which is probably good for him. Yep. Fitness, get used to the team. Mm. Yeah, not just chucking him straight away. Slotted him in much better than might yeah. just sl- scrape into the top six. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, but yeah, in that case, I can't see them scoring. Can you? And Genzic? They'll get Robbie Corrin back as well in February. So it could be a completely different story. Yeah, it could, story actually. Second yeah, half it could work. Yeah. And there's still room for them to bring in. Can they bring in another, another game? Yeah. Possibly. Yep. They could bring in a pair of competent fullbacks. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Victory ship some, goal- ship some goals, though. I think there's only the Jets who've conceded more goals than them this season. The victory? Mm. Is that a fact? Yeah. I thought they'd done rather I well. I believe so. They, they've scored a, sh- a lot. <laughs> I thought they'd done pretty well. Uh, the victory. victory conceded 11. City have conceded 19. And the Jets have conceded... Phoenix 13. 21. Roar 13. City 19. Mariners 14. All right, Wanderers. UK Jets 21. You're just talking utter tosh. Oh, Utter tosh. Maybe maybe it was at home. The top four. City, City, have, City have conceded the second most second most goals in the competition. Yeah, yeah. And Adelaide have conceded. Victory are the the dark blue and white ones. Which um, one? The actual the ones that can actually <laughs> play football. <laughs> I'm still going with my one. Perth Mariners. Archie Cronin. What's he going for? Oh, uh, twenty-five-three. <laughs> Two City. My five-a-side team beat someone. Uh, Twenty, I think it was twenty-five-seven the other week. That was good. Was the girls under ten? <laughs> However, um, um, Perth and Mariners whitewash five-nil. Five-nil. Tim, for 
Sydney Wellington. We, we, do this you know, is, we, you know, I would never have gone to the. Uh, I used to avoid the Phoenix Games yeah. in Sydney, but I think this is going to be a cracker. Actually. Sunday afternoon, five o'clock. Game. This is going to be such a good game. Yeah, I'm really excited by this one. I hope Sydney have been uh, down at Bondi trying to find some Kiwis that have been left in the hostels down there and bring them along. They can make a decent atmosphere. This is going to be mm. a fantastic game. I reckon Sydney might. Do something weird and win four one. You think? Because I've just remembered that game back when Del Piero scored four goals against Wellington, and Wellington always have that weird capacity just to blow up mm. and concede like five in a game out of nowhere. So I reckon I might do it this weekend. I can see this actually going the other way myself. I think Wellington are going to scrape this one three two. It'll be a good game. I believe. Mm. Great game. You see, this is this is hard for me to call, but even harder for us to pick a fake ten 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 ten. You know, I, I went six all for so, uh, <laughs> but um, but he, he, you know, we could get a point here for it being a draw. <laughs> I, I'm leaning towards a draw on this actually. It's not a bad call, but yeah. uh, I do think I'm just thinking because Sydney played really well in attack against the They were really good. Mm. They were mm. very very good. Yeah. So we'll see. I've gone for one one, so that's um, that's it for the pod. Oh, and we, uh, one other thing. Oh yes, sorry. Yes. Um, so on Saturday night, the Australian deaf football team played against North Korea's deaf football team, which you know was a very big event, especially for the North Korean deaf football team, because it was the first time they've ever played an international friendly. Um, and obviously, there's a bit of history behind North Korea, but it was a, a very good event at uh, Sydney Athletic Park. Australians got up 4-1, but we had cultural dances from the North Koreans, a few speeches, a few announcements about the future of deaf football in Australia. So we've actually uh, now got uh, backing from the Football Federation Australia as an, a recognised national team. Oh, really? Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and we're building a new facility for ourselves, um, which will include a stadium, uh, artificial pitches and a function centre which will help generate a bit of income for us Wow! because we're actually competing in Chinese Taipei next year in a tournament involving other Asian sites as well cool. as well as Asian, quali- Asian Cup qualifiers for deaf football so things are looking up for that particular sector of Australian football um, so if you want to learn more about us we have a website uh, deaffootballaustralia.com.au uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Deaf Football Australia again, or you can follow me on Twitter, which is at Tim H P A L, uh, and I'll have updates on what's happening with Deaf Football Australia over the next 12 months. It's exciting times. Do you have a shorter name? Like the Deferoos or something like that? No, unfortunately. No. I wish. I really do wish. But From it, a marketing point of view, it might be something to consider. Just, yeah. just mm-hmm. People, you know. Twitch rage, Deaf Football Australia. It just takes too long to type these days. It's, that's half your 140 characters gone already, mate. Um, but um, from a commercial point of view, there is that you are looking for sponsors yes, and absolutely. any commercial partners. Uh, so if anyone else is listening or wants to get involved, uh, they'd be more than happy to uh, discuss that. Contact us or yep. go to the website and we'll pass on anything that we can pass on uh, and help these guys out. Mm. Um, no, before we go, we do actually have a new magazine as well. We do. Just hit the shelves. Quite special. It's our Asian, uh, Asian Cup Ultimate Guide. 
It's got every nation profiled, uh, with Simon Hill giving his view. We've got uh, scouting reports from, from our me. very man Tim here. Uh, Cronin supplied some star profiles, and James Hetherington did a stata, data stat pack for each nation too. Uh, we've got 50 things you never knew about the Asian Cup as well, so you can impress your mates down the pub. We've got um, 10 ways to fix the Socceroos. If you had to do fix change one thing to improve the Socceroos, Tim, what would it be? One thing about the Socceroos? Yep, that would just uh, make them better. I don't think we've got time for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do we have another whole party? <laughs> um, Pandora's box is open. <laughs> If I can make Tommy Urich as good as Tim Cale, I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, yeah, so okay, no, we're, so, we're so going to, down that. <laughs> to take Tommy Urich, take the style of player that he is, right. and make him as good as Tim Cale. Not the same player as Tim Cale, but as good as Tim Cale. I'm being realistic here, obviously. Okay. Like, You're realistic. Yeah. I'm not going to stick Ronaldo in so, the team or anything. <laughs> but if I could just make Tommy Tom Urich, I think would fit in really well. It's just a pity he's not just a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That, that we can use that quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. And uh, just so people know, this ten ways to fix the Socceroos. This isn't if you rubbed a lamp and a genie comes out and you. <laughs> and then uh, I'd, I'd like I'd we like ten ch- Lionel Messi's and a Manuel Neuer. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe a Ronaldo on the bench, <laughs> just for depth. Uh, no, this is actually uh, we've gone to former Socceroos, Socceroo coaches. Pundits, experts, people who actually know what they're talking about, unlike us. Yeah. Uh, well, unlike Adam and I, at least, anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, and unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> and they've given us their opinions. Uh, so it's a really interesting read. But mm. the best read, I still, we've got two very, very good reads, actually, aside from that, uh, is the Mass, Massimo Longo uh, profile. We had a chat, caught up with him in the UK, spoke to him, spoke to his boss. Spoke to those who knew him as he was growing up uh, and coming through. Uh, fantastic read. Such an interesting guy. Such a talent for the future. Uh, this could be his big breakthrough tournament. Already, he's been inevitably going to end up in the Premier League, the way things are going, the way people are talking about him uh, at Swindon. Uh, sensational talent. And we're very lucky he's Australian. Mm. Playing for Australia and... Uh, Check him out in the magazine. It's a really, really good feature. Also, Ange Postacoglu sat down and gave us a, a full chat and review of his first year in charge and what the the year ahead brings. Admits it was the worst time in the world uh, to, to take the job, but he's that's exactly why I took it. He wanted the challenge. Uh, he's certainly been challenged mm. uh, and continues to be challenged. But he's deliberately making life difficult for himself and for his players. He's not panicking, says we shouldn't either. Uh, I, th- I think he's still peaking too soon myself he, he, we're not peaking too soon the mm. cup's coming too soon before we've peaked uh, did, did Ange contribute to the 10 ways to fix the soccer race? no he didn't no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no but he is reading it <laughs> as we speak <laughs> he's listening to the pod right now <laughs> um, Brilliant. Well, um, we'll go out and buy the mag, um, keep us in a job, and keep this podcast coming uh, down the airwaves um, buy for free. Buy copies, actually, if you could. That'd yeah, buy good. a couple. Yeah, yeah. And buy one for your mum. Yeah. Because she'll really enjoy it. Yeah, brilliant. Well, um, get in touch with us. Uh, as Kev said, we're not going to be around for um, the next couple of weeks, so we'll try and uh, we'll catch up 
uh, before the Asian Cup. Um, so feel free to get in touch, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and um, uh, or find us through the website. And um, and have a very nice Christmas, and we'll catch you up in the new year. See you. Cheers, guys.